I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. That's a thought I had after this conversation with Stephen Becker, Mike McCurry, live number 30. Haven't talked in five years plus and rekindled a friendship and appreciate his ministry, his heart for serving God. I think you'll enjoy this. He's done a lot in five short years of a pastorate. Hope you enjoy. Mike McCurry, live number 30 with Stephen Becker. Two and one. I have been on a long hiatus. This is Mike McCurry live number 30. Been just about incommunicado for the last little while here, but two months later, better late than never, back with Mike McCurry live number 30 with Stephen Becker. I was just laughing for just a moment, a moment ago that in college, I don't know, Stephen, if we said more than, I don't know. 15, 20 words to each other besides high and by and things like that past yeah. each other in the halls. But some mentioning of all the guys we went to school with, um, you're one of the, and I you maybe sound morbid, but one of the few that's doing something like, you know, going all out for God. And I appreciate that. Um, so without further ado, could you 50 to hundred words or so give us an intro to who you are, what you do? Sure. Well, thanks for having me on. Um, grew up in a, church all my life, um, attended the church that I'm now the pastor of, of course, went to Golden State Baptist College and uh, went to pastor our church five years and merged with my home church. And um, so been doing that for uh, about five years now and uh, happily married my wife. We got three kids and so busy life and ministry, but also family as well. So in a nutshell, that's kind of kind of comes cool. to him. So, and my thing, I, I just bumped a button here. So I just lost the last 10 seconds of what you said. Okay. You said happily married me and my wife for all the people that are watching could actually hear that. I apologize. But yeah. Happily married. And then what was after that? Oh, I said to my wife and then we have three kids, awesome. uh, four, yeah. two and 10 months. So I'm kind of right there. Yeah. So and, uh, you are, well, we'll see what the Lord provides, but you are just about two years ahead of the curve on us. My oldest daughter turns two today. And so oh, nice. I had the great joy of putting together one of those little uh, big wheels, which they're awesome, oh, yeah. except for <laughs> when you're, spo- you're following directions. And I was, I was following the directions. And then I go to put this piece on, hammer it in, has one of those locking nuts and or whatever washers. And I didn't put the wheel on. Like I put the, the thing that holds it on and didn't put the wheel on. So I'm an idiot. And so I was <laughs> a little, you know, talking under my breath saying complimentary things about myself got that off and got it fixed but it's upstairs hiding so when we're done we're gonna have a little birthday thing um i think she she jumped straight into she's been very well behaved for the most part i think she jumped straight into terrible twos today she's had a rough day today (laughs) but that's how it goes but four two and ten months you said yep very cool very cool so you have been the pastor of well no you you've been a pastor for how, how how long then so five and a half years. Five um, and a half years. Okay. Yeah. After graduating, came to the church that um, I became a pastor of, but there was a six-month um, time that they gave us to, um, there was a man there that was filling in the pulpit, and he was retired. And so they said, you know, for six months, you know, we'll just let you kind of get settled and sit and get kind of acclimated to our people, which at first I thought was, you know, uh, I was a little frustrated with it because I thought I just want to kind of get into it. but. Um, on the other side, it was very helpful just to kind of, uh, get locked in. And, um, I I had to work in the beginning as well, actually until last year. And so kind of get settled with, you know, a side job and, um, you know, our new home and just, you know, all the changes that all brings. So 2014, um, January 5th was the, uh, the day that I became the pastor of first Baptist church in Loomis. And then of course, January, 2019 this year is uh, when we merged with Regency and now combined Regency Baptist Church. So, Very cool. So I, I've talked to some different f- people about this, never, not necessarily on this program, I don't think. Um, but, you know, a lot of the guys that we, that taught us in school, Mike Johnson, Mike Ray, a lot of these guys, I, I know not, not all of them, um, but a, a, it seemed like the story from a lot of those guys graduated from Hiles back in the day, you know, they were going gung-ho and so many of them, it seems like, jumped straight into the pastor. A lot of them did. Not not all of them, of course. I mean, my, my boss graduated from Hiles around the same time as, as those guys, Pastor Grimaldi. He, didn't, he, he was an assistant pastor for a while first, um, but these days, 
it, I would say, maybe I'm wrong, but what's your thoughts on, would you say you're an oddity these days in that going almost straight into the pastorate? Do you know many guys that have done that? Yeah, I would say it's definitely a little more unusual and just, I don't know if there's a specific reason for it. Um, obviously, God's will is individual for each person. Sure. Um, I definitely wasn't expecting it, wasn't looking for it, sure. um, was kind of floored by it. I mean, you know, that was literally the bottom, you know, the list that I was kind of imagining for, you know, what God had for my life. But um, yeah, it definitely is more, more rare. I mean, every like pastor's fellowship or conference or meeting that I go to, I mean, even still, I'm, I'm the youngest, you know, right, um, right. in every regard, which, uh, you know, at first was very awkward and I felt very out of place, which I still kind of do. And that's, um, a little bit, maybe my personality, but, um, also just because of an age gap, you know, if right. you will. Um, right. so, but uh, in our area, actually, there is a lot more younger pastors right now. And I say younger, more like thirties, um, okay. I'm still not quite there, um, sure. but uh, we we have several in our area now that are kind of 30s pastors. In fact, in fact, I had um, breakfast with a few of them yesterday. Um, awesome. But I, I would say it's you know a little more unique. Um, right. I you know I pastors tell me you know do what God wants, but you know give it a lot of prayer, give it a lot of thought. And these are from men who did that, so I don't know if it was kind of. I don't want to say a warning, but just, you know, make sure you know. And um, right. of course, you know, we knew that this is what, where God wanted us and, you know, what he wants, which that, that, that in the end is the, is the main thing. Um, right. So, I mean, so in, you and know, not that we are the, probably the people to wax eloquent about what those reasons are. Um, I, I would say probably bluntly, there's not many guys, unfortunately coming out of Bible college and I'll speak for, I'll be, blunt to speak for the two that I went to Golden State and Providence looking around my classmates there weren't many guys that I would say oh yeah he's ready to pastor right now and, and I'll be honest I mean you, you and, and a few of the other guys what I what I when you when I heard that you would be becoming a pastor I can't remember if you graduated one year before me or or right at the same time because I went and get my master's at Providence right after that okay. and so so we kind of lost touch right uh, at least geographically at least um and so it didn't necessarily surprise me, you know, for me, because I was like, okay, I, I could see that. Um, there are other names I won't mention that it would have surprised me greatly. Um, but un- unfortunately, it, you know, there's a lot of guys that looking at him, you're like, well, you know, you, we, we need to, and for me too. I mean, I, I would say, I mean, the five years I've spent here as an associate pastor, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I know the mistakes I've made as an assistant pastor. I'd be hard pressed to imagine all the mistakes I would have made as a, as a senior pastor as well. Um, for for you, and it's cool. I mean, you started young enough. You're going to be by seniority at least. You're going to you're going to be a pastor for for longer than than a lot of other guys. Yeah. Um, but what what were some of the struggles in those first years, um, being a very young pastor, um, that you faced pastoring the majority of people that were older than you? So, especially to our church that we came to, the church that um, voted us in, um, I was 21 when they voted us in, mm-hmm. and uh, 22 when I became the pastor. So, um, and, and I'll say this, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful the Lord called me to the pastorate, um, but it was it was a very overwhelming feeling, um, which if I came into it thinking I had it all together, and I still don't, you know, that would have been a problem. And so, obviously, that was just the Lord, you know, when you have that, obviously your dependence goes to the Lord because you realize that you fall short. Um, but especially pastoring to those that, you know, Pastor Eber told me when I met with him a couple of times, he said, you know, remember that a lot of your members have probably been saved longer than you've been alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he said that, you know, it kind of put it in perspective, but um, you know, the Bible says, and let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example. And one thing I determined in, in those first couple of years was, you know, I don't, I don't have experience to offer. Um, I don't have, you know, a lifetime of, uh, you know, marriage or, you know, parenting or those things. Um, but if I'm an example in soul winning, if I'm an example in, you know, my walk with God and, you know, loving people and, um, you know, standing for, you know, the Bible and what's right, right. Um, you know, as God did for Joshua you know, he lifted him up in the eyes of the people. 
And God gave me that passage, especially in our first time that we came because I was so overwhelmed. Um, God told Joshua, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. And I imagine Joshua filling in Moses' shoes, you know, felt, Lord, man, I'm, I'm filling in some big shoes. You know, how do I do this? And God gave him that promise. I'm the same God that empowered Moses. And so I'm the same God that can, you know, give you the equipping and whatever it is. And so, um, you know, the struggles were, um, definitely less people came to us for counsel. Um, you know, they loved, you know, the preaching and, um, you know, seeing soul saved and people going um, ministry through through a van route at first and all those things, you know, were, were encouraged by it, but um, very little, like, you know, what would come to me or my wife or whoever and say, you know, hey, can you pray with me about this or can you talk to us about this or whatever, um, which I totally understand. And, um, sure. you know, there's a lot of counsel given just in preaching. And so I tried to do that. But, um, you know, it, the difficulty was more of just, uh, probably me than, than really what it was with our church and with our people. It was God, you know, building me and growing me and, um, you know, making me the man that he wanted me to be for this position. You know, it doesn't matter who the person is, you know, God has a, a will in mind that he wants to do for people and for, um, you know, for the gospel. And obviously if we can be a vessel for that, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, but, uh, what, one thing that, helped me, especially early on, was the fact that we came into a church that wasn't very established in the regard of, you know, it wasn't a big ministry. We had 18 people vote us in. Hmm. Um, you know, it was, it's a church that has nine acres all paid for, wow. um, about 8,000 square feet of building. And so there's a lot of potential. Um, but it was almost like a restart there. Hmm. The previous pastor passed away in 2011 and he was an older man. And so in his last years, the church started to dwindle just for kind of natural reasons. And then the church was without a pastor for about two years. And that's when the Lord called us to come to the area. And so the church really dwindled down. So in in a sense, we we weren't starting a church, but it was almost like a restart. Sure. Now we didn't have to face the same struggles. And um, especially in areas like ours in California, it's very difficult um, and renting property and just the expense of it. And so I'm thankful we didn't have to go through that part of starting a church and sure. whether it's at a school or an office space or storefront. And I, I you know, I, my hat's off to those men who do that. I was, you know, with some men that I was talking to yesterday, um, you know, they were kind of going around talking about how much do you pay for a lease? How much do you pay for rent and whatnot? And they kind of looked at me and just kind of laughed. And I'm like, you know, obviously I, I don't get any credit for that. The Lord is the one who used that church um, for all those years. But I think it helped me going to a place where, you know, we had to start a souling program and there were, there were no kids when we came, there's one teenager mm-hmm. and, um, getting, you know, nursery going and getting children's program going. I, I was joke about with our people. I was praying through our Sunday school building one day and uh, I think it was a Wednesday night and I was praying through the classrooms and th- they weren't used on Sunday mornings. It was our first year. And I was just praying, Lord, you know, help these rooms one day to be filled with junior churches and Sunday school classes. And I went to the nursery and said, God, you know, I pray that one day this, uh, you know, nursery would, you know, would have young people in it that we can, you know, raise this next generation for the Lord. And that, my, that night, um, in the middle of the night, my wife woke me up and told me we were expecting. And, uh, I was kind of caution our people. Hey, you never know how God's going to answer, answer those prayers. Um, but I was thankful in the sense that God put us in a place where, and I don't know the right way to say this, but, you know, I kind of had to, we had to earn our stripes and, sure. you know, we didn't just walk into something that was just, you know, a perfectly flowing mechanism sure. um, and just a wonderful group of people that welcomed us with open arms. And really, they, they never made us feel like, oh, you're just a kid and you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, they um, gave me respect that I didn't feel like I deserve, obviously, because of the position more than anything. But um was very thankful of those things the Lord allowed us, you know, just to kind of be a help and an encouragement to us in those couple of years. Um, so there, there were some difficulties, but like I said, I think in the end of the day, it was more just the difficulty of, of myself just learning how to, how to shepherd people and how to, how to really be a pastor and, 
Um, I tell our people, I say, listen, I don't, I don't want to just be known as somebody who can preach a sermon. Um, I, I want to be your pastor. I want to be somebody that, that is there for your family, someone that is serving in our ministries. Because um, as God uses me in that area, he'll only use me and whoever more in the pulpit. Um, right. You know, because that that bonds people's hearts to whoever it is that's up there that's preaching to them. And sure. um, so, you know, it's been fun. It's been exciting. But, yeah. um, you know, we're obviously still learning this and, um, you know, still trying to grow, but hopefully have a couple more things figured out than when we first started. So sure. Sure. Five years. Yeah. Five years down the road. And, and I, I it's amazing going around, you know, I, I feel like, you know, almost like on a racetrack because you have so many similar events throughout the year and things and and we're going around august this august is our fifth year here as well and so you feel like you're hitting you're hitting the straightaway again on this this summer uh, and all these you know camps and the crazy schedule um and you're running into it full bore um and you you feel like you have your legs under you a whole lot more than you did you know five years ago or even four years ago um i can only imagine you know 10 20 years down the road how that will even change and morph and the experience and things but you, I mean, you, you had some some interesting uh, dynamics going in with this 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 church merge um, now, and even more so working with family and all those different types of things. Um, before we get into that, what was it like? Cause did you say you grew up at Regency? Is that right? Yep. Okay. So, what was it like um, growing up there under Pastor Nichols, and, and maybe going to the backstory? If you go, you know, uh, comic book Stephen Becker episode, you know, comic book, you know, number one, <laughs> the origin story. What it, what does that look like for you? So, right before um, I was born is when my grandparents walked into the church that my father-in-law, Pastor Nichols, pastored in Jackson, which right. is about an hour plus from here, wow. and. Uh, they were saved, but, um, that was about it. You know, had no real Bible convictions or, or standards in that sense. And, um, that, that, that's kind of a funny story in of itself, but, um, you know, they heard the preaching, got locked in and God used that to, with our family that was in this area, start going to Regency, which was started by another man. And, um, so by, by the time, I, you know, I was, you know, born, you know, our family was, was in church. I think it was the year before I was born that um, my father-in-law led my dad to Christ. And uh, Pastor Nichols came to this church when I was five. Um, Mrs. Nichols was my kindergarten teacher. So I grew up in school all my life. Never, um, you know, went to public school or anything like that. So I grew up at Regency Baptist Academy and grew up through the church. Um and uh, of course, went to college and then went to this church um, and kind of bringing together what what it is now. Um, I knew God called me to the ministry at 16, didn't know right. what it was. Right. Pastor Nichols is the one who called me and said, there's, you know, there's a church that's looking for a pastor and, um, you know, want you to pray about it, which I asked him, are you sure? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so he you know helped us through that and um, his health has had struggles throughout the years, which God has used that really as a testimony in his music and um, even his preaching and, and, you know, things of that nature. And a lot of people know that about pastor and, you know, it's one of those things, you know, you know about it, but unless you're, unless you're with somebody, you never really know right. kind of what they go through. And, um, you know, it was always kind of a question, you know, when, when would pastor Nichols step down, you know, what, what's going to happen with his health. And, you know, he, is my hero in that regard. I, I have nobody else that I can look to and say, um, you know, and everybody goes through different things and, um, but, but, you know, God's used him greatly in my life just to be an example in that regard of, you know, no matter what life brings and no matter what circumstances come, you know, I'm going to be faithful to what God's called me to do. And, you know, you think of Job, you know, people joke, joke about, you know, he's a, he's a modern day Job and, you know, Job's wife turned on him and, you know, as a pastor, you know, people turned on him through his ministry, you know, but he stayed faithful. And, um, so last year when he came to me and said, Hey, you know, I know the Lord's called me, you know, to step down, to resign. And, um, there was actually another pastor in place and, um, I, I won't go through kind of those details just for the sake of, you know, the church and whatnot, but, um, you know, that didn't work out. And so it was kind of back to square one and he's like, okay, Lord, who, you know, who's going to be the one to, 
you know, take my place and to keep Regency going. And so that's when he came to me and, um, you know, we prayed about that heavily for a couple of weeks and brought that to the church. And that was about a six month period until, um, until it became official. Um, so that's kind of, it's kind of the short end of it, but. Very cool. And, and that's, uh, that's a heavy, bad enough, you know, stepping into the pastorate at 21 years old and then stepping into, you know, one of your heroes, your, your father-in-law's shoes, um, not that much after, you know, five and a half years after. Um, what, what, were, what were some of the biggest um, maybe preconceptions you had about a church mer- merger that maybe haven't come true or have or just things for because it's not something you see happen all the time but I, I know of enough of them what are some things that you know you pass along to and i know you, you're you know six months into it. it's not like you're way down the road and have seen all the all the good things and all the fallout fallout from that but what are some things you pass along about that so funny enough um i had a chance to intern in illinois for my wife's uncle Uh, my junior year in college and their church was going through a merge at the time Um, now it was a totally different kind of just just the way it was going out but there was a church that you know they they didn't have a building they didn't have they didn't have much it was about 50 people and um, kind of one of the a similar thing in the sense that their pastor had health health issues and um, so it was more of just them welcoming people onto their Mm-hmm. you know, property and into their church. Right. So it was, it was a little bit backwards in the sense that we were the smaller church sure. and we were merging with, you know, the church that had the Christian school and, you know, right. several bus routes and, um, you know, staff and things like that. Um, but I thought it was interesting that the Lord allowed me to be a part of that church merge for a summer. And pastor Hemphill talked to me a little bit and said, you know, I'm going to, talk to you a little bit about some things and more so because you're here to learn and, you know, to train for the ministry. And he said, I don't know if you'll ever use this one day. And uh, so I kind of laughed now looking back at that thinking, well, the Lord obviously knew where, you know, I needed to be. And I'm thankful, you know, for that time, because I, I, I never had the experience obviously of being a staff member. And so that summer is really my only experience, um, right. you know, directly serving under a pastor. Um, and so, you know, often I tell him, you know, thank you for, for that. And and he's come to preach to our church, whatnot as well. Um, but it, it is very different, you know, you don't see it very often and, you know, with, with a church, you know, we're not a business, we're, we're a family, you know, and churches, you know, get tight knit and close. And, um, obviously every church is supposed to be biblical, but every church has their kind of different flair and, you know, whether it's scheduling or just kind of the spirit, you know, based maybe on the pastor's personality. Um, and so that's, that's always going to be a struggle. You know, you think about in marriage, you know, a husband and a wife and how different likes and dislikes and, um, you know, that it's very similar, I think with, with the church just kind of even going through this, you know, there's, um, just, just, just a difference in just the maybe culture, uh, of the churches, but, it was, it was a little more seamless because of obviously the fact that the church was familiar with us. Right. Um, and we were familiar with much of the church and close, you know, we, we, we went to some of their stuff if they had revival meetings or vacation Bible school. Um, you know, if we, you know, schedule, schedule wise, you know, we're able to go there for a night if we didn't have anything going on. Um, and I tried to be careful about that, especially in the early years, you know, I wanted our, I wanted our heart to get in it to, the church that we were at. Um, but, and obviously being gone that long, you know, from when I graduated high school in 2009 to when I became the pastor in 2019, you know, that's 10 years, you know? Right. So there's an influx of people that left since the time I was in the church there. And a lot of people that are there now that weren't there. And so in that sense, it was, it was, it's really a very different church. Um, you know, and churches go through those kind of cycles. So, it's not like I was stepping into a place because I grew up there that, you know, well, everyone saw him grow up and everyone, you know, and you were his right. teacher here, but there were some of that. Right. Um, and I believe obviously the Lord used that time being away for 10 years to um, help with that. Um, but, you know, people have asked us and, you know, ask, how's it going and whatnot. And, you know, when, when you hear that, I think, and just based on the tone of how people ask, how's it going, 
you know, a lot of times it's kind of like a cautionary, you know, how's it going? Is it okay? Right. And right. Um, I just tell people, you know, of course there's some struggles just like anything, but overall it's been, it's been very overwhelming really just how Man. excited, how supported, um, but how our people have just realized that this isn't just something we're trying to do. And this isn't just something we thought was fun. You know, this is something that was heavily soaked in prayer mm-hmm. and something that, you know, isn't a, a preacher's will or a man's will, but it's God's will. Right. Um, and I could tell you stories, even stuff that just happened a couple of weeks ago, things that God did that he didn't really have to do, but things that he did just to prove that, wow, if we didn't do this, we would have faced this battle or this would have happened or that would have happened. Um, and so God has shown his protection and he's confirmed it that, Hey, I'm, I'm in this and I'm taking care of you. And God's just done one thing after another. And so it's been exciting for me because I've been able to go to the pulpit and say, Hey, let, let me share with you something that just took place or, um, you know, a prayer that God answered. And you, you, you can just see, you know, the people's face just, you know, like, wow, you know, God's right. in this. And right. I've, I've tried to show that to our people over and over as, as much as I can through this. And, and that's really been the overall thing that's helped. And, you know, obviously, you know, you'll, you'll have some that aren't as excited as others and, you know, whatnot, but um, our, our church has been just incredible through this. And, you know, as long as we're still seeing people saved and baptized and um, you know, as long as the Bible's being preached and we're doing what we're called to do, um, you know, that's, that's going to keep a church healthy. Right. Um, you know, and no, in no means were we going to take a step back and say, okay, let's just, you know, kind of figure this out right now. Um, and there's a lot of things that we had to figure out and we're still figuring out, sure. but in the end it's okay. Let's, let's figure these things out, but keep doing the main thing. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, so our, it's been, it's been very humbling just to, sure. just to have that. And I've never had staff before. Um, and so now to have, you know, several staff members, whether it's in our school or in our church, um, you know, and that's, that's been a little bit of a learning curve, but you know, a, a big part of that too, is that a lot of our staff is family, you right. know, my, my two brother-in-laws, AJ and Justin and their wives, um, uh, my brother-in-law, um, Tyler and his wife, my sister, who were, you know, he was my youth pastor, um, when I came to the youth group of Regency all the way through high school. And so that was very odd. Um, huh. you know, so I'm pastoring my former youth pastor, my parents. Um, I don't know if I say like I'm pastoring my father-in-law, you know, he's, you right. know, um, you know, serving as an evangelist now, but just in the roles maybe. So, right. um, it is very overwhelming and I, I, I could never, uh, I, I could have never orchestrated, you know, the way that God worked this out over the last sure. year. Um, sure. So I guess in short, you know, it's hard to know what to expect because it is very different. Right. Um, but, but in the end, God has used this to really just build our faith and uh, more than ever, just to confirm God's in control. Um, you know, he, if you, you know, as, as we follow him, you know, he'll, he'll work all these pieces out. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's been, you know, not to say, not to use the wrong word, but it's been a fun experience. Sure. Um, you know, serving the Lord is fun. And, but just to see him orchestrate through that. So. Absolutely. I love the, the little application you made there with everything that was going on and how easy it would have been to, you know, just let's slow everything down. Let's take it at a more sedate pace and, you know, let's slow, you know, slow some of these ministry things down to kind of wrap our heads around. Um, I, I'm a fan of, I, I Oh, the phrase, you know, something like ride the whirlwind, you know, if it's already a tornado, just throw, throw a, you know, satellite, <laughs> let's go to town. Um, Cause if, if things are already moving, what's one more, you know, one more thing, one more moving part. It's just one more wrench in the air, one, one more ball in the air. We're just juggling here. Um, and uh, I, I think a lot of times, um, you know, you see that, you see the excuse um, uh, from church members and, and, and ministry folks as well, but, you know, uh, either going through a tough time, going through a big, you know, change, life change, marriage, job, something like that. We're going to have to take a step back from church for right now. We're going to be, you know, we're going to be Sunday morning Christians for a little while here. Now, when you become Sunday morning only Christians, you become no church at all Christians is what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't just, you know, you know, put the pedal to the metal, you know, put it to the floor and, and truck on down the road. Uh, so I, I like that application there. So um, kind of background for you and maybe other folks that haven't uh, have, well, no one's seen a, one of these podcasts in a while because I haven't done one. But for those of you that aren't aware, I kind of started this, 
you know, uh, interview conversational long form type, type thing to talk to guys. Number one, that I would, I would have liked to talk to you anyway. There's a lot of guys, including yourself that I would have, I'd like to have a 30 minute hour long conversation, but there's not a good excuse sometimes to call, you know, just call someone out of the blue. Um, if you don't have a good reason, you just, you know, I just wanted to chit chat. Well, this kind of gives me the reason. Um, sure. but, and also to ask, you know, questions and learn from people that have gone through things and done things that I haven't. Um, so that prefacing my next question, working with family, because I, I could see in my life, if the Lord allows me to pastor someday, praise the Lord, my, my brothers and my in-laws, uh, they're all serving God. I could see an eventuality where I'm either serving with, under, or, uh, you know, over um, my family. And so, um at risk of, you know, getting in, you know, into family drama or anything like that. But in all seriousness, how is, how has that been that adjustment going from um, being part of the family to being, you know what I'm saying, but sure, almost sure. a patriarch type figure, you're the pastor now. How has sure. that been? It It is challenging. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't say it's for everybody. You know, I think, sure. I think of, I think of a few that, that it works with. Um, you know, I think of, uh, Stephen Russ, who was my bus captain. He's now, mm-hmm. you know, pastoring his home church that, you know, they have four generations in their family that are there, right. you know, his grandpa who was a pastor and his dad who is in charge of faith music. And then now of course, you know, he's the pastor and, you know, his, his kids are in the church. Um, you know, and I heard him make this statement and I've never talked to him about it, but, uh, he said, you know, we, we serve with our family and every Sunday there's four generations there. And he says, some days are fun. Some days are interesting. Um, I think he said at a youth conference last year, and I kind of laughed because that's right after pastor came to me about this, Pastor Nichols, and we started praying about it. And I thought, yeah, it's going to be interesting because we'll have, you know, a few generations of family in the church now. Um, but I, I would say this, you know, if, if God is in it and, you know, you know that it's God's will, it can also be an incredible strength, too. Um, I, I never have to question, um, you know, and, and our other staff are great too, but, right. um, just, and, and I grew up with AJ and Justin as well. You know, AJ is now our youth pastor and, um, you know, Justin serves in the school and as an assistant pastor as well. Um, but you know, I, I don't have to question where their heart is, where their loyalty is. Um, you know, we just got a text from them. They were at youth conference this week. Mm-hmm. And I was just asking, Hey, how's, how, how are the teens, you know, how's it going? And, um, uh, anyways, his wife texted us and just said, you know, thank you for sending us. We had a great time and just, you know, we've said it many times, but you know, it's such a great thing to serve with family. Right. And, uh, over and over we've, we've kind of seen that it's, it's challenging in the sense that your family, you know, right. and, um, you know, I've, you know, our, our, our guys are great. And even my, my parents and, you know, my in-laws as well. Um, so, you know, there's, there's going to be some challenges, you know, and they, they can come many different faces. Um, you know, it's always, it's always harder to talk about certain things with family. You know, sure. you think about it, you know, when you're out souling or when you're um, even just serving in ministry and whatnot, and you have to have a conversation with somebody in the church or, or out, you know, it's, it's a little easier, but if you have to call up, you know, a sibling or, you know, mom or dad or whoever, and you have to have a hard conversation, you know, it feels 10 times harder. Sure. And uh, so, you know, there's challenges with that, but, um, like I said, if, if, if God is in it, um, it can be, I mean, an incredible strength, um, just, you know, and, and sometimes in Baptist circles, you know, we, and I don't know the reason why, but you know, there's, you know, big families and churches and they're all kind of intertwined, you know, especially when certain ones get married and whatnot. And our, our church was like that. My family, uh, we were a pretty big family in the church and then, um, you know, pastor's family. And so when me and my wife, married that kind of joined you know two big families in the church together um so it's kind of even more so now and so i have you know um, a cousin who actually is our contractor who's heading up our building project right now and um you know serving with them and um you know so it's it it, it's a lot of fun it really is but like i said it, it, it creates a lot of strength um you know there's challenges but those challenges you know they they can be multiplied um, maybe because now it's ministry on top of family stuff as well. Um, and I'm not a person who I, I am so anti-confrontational and, 
you know, um, you know, I, I hate having those conversations, but sometimes they're needful. And so right. sometimes it's easier, it's easier with family just to kind of ignore things and go on, you know, because you don't want to stir the pot or whatever. And I, you know, again, I'm thankful because I haven't really had to do that at all. And, um, you know, we, we all need sharpening at times. I need sharpening. Our guys need sharpening, you know, our ladies need sharpening. Um, but I, I would say overall, it's been, it's been a, a great, great strength to our church. That, that, that was one of my biggest fears when we came honestly was how in the world can, can I be the pastor of my cousin, you know, who I looked up to, he's my brother's age, you know, how can I be the pastor to my, my brother-in-law, you know, who we were good friends and, um, you know, he, he, and, you know, he and Justin were there through, you know, my tough times as a teenager or whatever. Right. Um, and so, like I said, it, number one, it has to be as God in it. Um, you know, and if he isn't, it's God, it's God's will. It definitely has ch- its challenges, but, um, man, it can be a huge, huge strength as well. That's awesome. I mean, talking to as a, a part of me, you know, is wondering from afar, you know, how, how is that going to go? Cause I, and I, I, knowing you, you're not, you know, um, like you said, you, I, I never pictured you as a really confrontational type, you know, calling AJ on the carpet for, you know, whatever, and those type of things. I didn't see that happening. And J, AJ and Justin are, you know, to me, two of the most laid back, you know, laissez-faire, you know, let's do this thing, have fun while doing it type guys. Um, but I had a conversation with him, um, well, somewhat recently, but more than a couple of months ago, I think it was before the, the merger. I, I think it maybe I'd heard rumblings of it or something like that. And we were talking about something and completely unrelated. We were just talking about how we are glad and not, you know, just not really even commiserating or whatever, but just glad that he and I, that we are both still going the same direction. You know, yeah. things we have learned, you know, we're, pa- we're doing our best to pass along. Um, and I think those of you that are watching, if you know anything about what I'm talking about, you know, you know what I'm insinuating by going the same yeah. direction. And we're going the same direction as we were before we came to college, what we learned at Golden State Baptist College and what we're, yeah. you know, what our, you know, Brother Nichols and, and my heroes passed along to me. Um, and in talking about that, any, not that I, you know, not that it kept me up at night, but in just in thinking, you know, how is that going to go and, and things, I was thinking, they're going to be all right because AJ's going the same direction. Justin's going the same direction. You're going the same direction. And I can't speak for everybody in your church, but when everybody, all the main figures are going the same direction, you're going to end up at the same destination normally. Yeah. And so you don't, yeah. you don't have those issues. Yeah. Are there going to be bumps along the road and friction? And, um, you know, if you, if we're using the road trip analogy, yeah, you can get frustrated with your road trip buddies at, at some point, but still yeah. you're, you're going to end up at the same place. And so that that's great to see. Had a uh, a comment. One of the cool things about doing this live is you know people being able to comment in. Uh, Andrew Montgomery, my classmate of ours from back in the yeah. day, he said, "Stephen Becker, what a blessing to hear from someone else who's pastoring their home church. It's indeed weird to become your youth pastor's pastor. And so <laughs> I can't, can't imagine how how odd that that can be, but I'm glad that he's doing doing good work as well. Um, but so we we talked about your orange origin story." Uh, coming to where you're at now, uh, merging and those type of things. Um, again, I, I get to ask these questions. I'm, you know, the host, so I get to ask the questions I want to ask. What? How, how is it being? I, I don't know how musical or musically, you know, leaning you are, but how is it being a pastor in a position where there's a whole bunch of musical people around you? And, and you're trying to set the tone and maybe this is you've only experienced this maybe so much in the last six months or so. I, I, I don't know how it was at Loomis, but um, in setting the tone with all these people that are kind of they already, you know, they, they have a way that they do things. How, how has that been? So I think our people knew off the bat, I am not Pastor Nichols. I don't know how to write <laughs> songs. I don't, you know, play, play instruments. I mean, I, you know, had lessons growing up and stuff, but nothing that turned into anything. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll sing in a group or whatever, but, uh, and that was one thing that they knew off the bat, but, um, you know, it hasn't really been, uh, a struggle or anything. I don't, I don't sure. know if that, that's even the word, word to use. Um, you know, it's not like pastor, you know, Nichols even sang in church much, you know, he, sure. he, he, he kind of told me, he said, you know, I don't want to sing all the time in our church. I don't really want our family to sing all the time in our church because, you know, the, I can kind of kill the, um, just the spirit of it. You know, if every, sure. every week, you know, it's, um, right. you know, the same people singing. And so, you know, growing up even, you know, it was very rare 
that Pastor Nichols would sing. Mm. Every now and then he would he would get up and um, you know their family would sing maybe a new song that he wrote mm. or whatnot. In fact, just this last week on Father's Day, I had him um, get up and he uh, sang a song that that he wrote. I think he said that he sang it to his church before this one time. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, he, he, he didn't really push that. So you didn't really see that on a day-to-day basis in the church to begin with. You just kind of knew about it. Um, and they had their CDs and whatnot, but you know, they're still doing that. And, um, you know, my wife is a part of that and they're, you know, excited whenever they get a chance to record. And they obviously did their, um, kid CD. Uh, I guess it was last year. Um, so you know, That's hasn't cool. really been, hasn't really been a big deal, but sure. Sure. No, it, it's cool to be. And I, I feel like, I mean, that's, that's one of those little things that I hope people pick up on the wisdom of pastor Nichols in making that decision to not, cause that's a really easy way to make, instead of it being Regency Baptist church, make it the Nichols Baptist church when, because when and other people feel like, well, I don't sing as good as the Nichols. So why should I get up there? Well, you know, we all have different talents, different abilities, yeah. and so I mean, that's that's wise. Get get people, uh, get other people involved, and don't make it, you know, run by, run by you constantly. So I think I think that was a very yeah. wise thing. So yeah. well, very cool. The um, uh, you said you have a building project that you're going on right now. Yeah, so we we decided that emerge wasn't enough drama for a church for a year, so we started a a building project as well. Um, that nice. that was more just. Uh, you know, we, we, we knew the first question was, which, which property are we going to be, mm-hmm. you know, are we going to have our church at? And so that was really the first um, kind of prayer request in this whole thing. And uh, obviously we're in Loomis now. And the square footage is really about the same as what Regency had in Orangeville. Um, you know, you're adding our folks in Loomis, which um, wasn't as big as Regency, but still is, you know, some people. Um but the layout of the property is very different. You know, over years, you, you, you slowly build to what you need or you right. just work with what you have and you kind of figure stuff out. It's usually not overnight that, boom, you got to figure out how to right. accommodate for different classes and all together. And so, um, so we really began a major um, building project on our, on our auditorium. And I mean, front to end of the whole building, you know, it's changing from kitchen and bathrooms on one side all the way to the auditorium. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, we're, we're still in the planning stages of that. Hopefully we'll be submitting, um, the plan soon. We just got them finalized. Uh, I guess it was last week. So that, that's a learning curve as well. Um, as far as, you know, having that hat, uh, and I'm right. thankful for the people that are skilled in that profession and, you know, that I can lean on, uh, just kind of their expertise in that as well. Um, but that was more just accommodate for kind of what we needed. And we, we, we can fit with what we have now. We are, um, it's full, which is awesome. You know, um, who doesn't like being in a church and it's, you know, maybe for a visitor that comes in, you know, I'm always weary of, you know, I don't, I don't want visitors to feel like this church doesn't have a place for me, but you know, on the other side, are people looking around going, man, something's happening. You know, it's not, you know, we, we had a man come to our church the first year that I became the pastor and he was, um, uh, a police officer in our area. Um, and I gave him a track at the local Rayleigh's and, uh, he came to church that Sunday and, uh, we had a pretty low crowd that morning and I remember him kind of looking around and, you know, he made a statement. He was like, I kind of feel like, like the oddball in the room here, you know, so it can feel like that sometimes, right. um, you know, when, you know, there's all this space. And so, um, but we needed to expand a little bit just so that we're not at a place where it's like, well, we just want to maintain, you know, we want to always push for, for growth. And obviously the Lord's in charge of that, you know, Jesus said, I'll build my church, you know, so that's not our job. Our job is to serve him and do what we're called to do. Um, but you know, we, we want to have the potential to be able to grow our Sunday school classes and our bus ministry and our drive-in crowd. Um, and so we knew, okay, if we come, if we come to Loomis, that entails a building project. Um, so, you know, again, as long as the Lord is in it, you know, he'll take care of it. And it's been, it's been shown many times over. And so because of that, we have the other property in the market right now. Um, you know, and so that'll help with obviously the cost of that and whatnot, but right. 
that's awesome. Very cool. Well, and I appreciate the time that t- you take into, um, it was probably kind of out of the blue for, again, it, at the beginning, those of you that just joined us, um, I, I wouldn't imagine there's probably, you know, too many folks that don't know one of the, one or the other of us that might be watching, but, um, and if you, probably know one of us you'd probably know of the other uh from going to college uh golden state and things like that um but answering my text you know out of the blue hey you want to be on my on my podcast i I appreciate you taking the time um and and like i would honestly say about every single one of these that i've done i've it was a blessing to have you take the time and and you know learning little things and picking up tips and tricks and and just uh things that you know adding to the toolbox things that I may never use. Um, but you know, you open the drawer and you can see all the tools and, and know they're there. Uh, but one of the last questions I always ask, and this can be spiritual, it can be carnal, it can be whichever direction you want to take, it. <laughs> but anything you just need to get off your chest, just in general about anything at all. Um, now that we're speaking to, you know, probably hundreds of thousands of people, here <laughs> on um, anything you need to get off your chest. Um, I don't know about that, but I, but I did appreciate what you said before, as far as, you know, AJ did tell me when he talked to you and said, you know, Hey, you know, Micah's, you know, doing good, man. He's, you know, going the right direction and all that. And I would say that it's very, it's very encouraging. You know, I, I personally don't enjoy, you know, pondering on all those, um, you know, maybe that have changed. Um, and you know, we're we're supposed to change, but we're supposed to change to be more like God. We're not supposed to try to change who God is and what he wants. Um, And, you know, in in the world in which we live, we see a lot of change. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so many have adapted to that change. And so I'm very thankful for those who have, um, you know, stayed the course, stayed the path, you know, for those like you and, um, you know, Brother Montgomery, Pastor Montgomery, um, you know, his brother too. And uh, those as well, you know, I was talking to, uh, texting uh, David Russ a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago before youth conference, just saying, you know, Hey, praying for you, encouraged by you, you know, thanks for staying straight. Thanks for, you know, just, you know, uh, not changing. And, right. uh, one of the biggest helps to me when I first came was, um, pastor Treber came to Regency to preach and it was a Monday or Tuesday night. And so we went there and, um, pastor Harrison came with him, which I believe was his roommate in college. Mm-hmm. And, um, he, he preached at the college a couple of times. And before the service, he was sitting by himself. We got there pretty early and, uh, so I went over to him and just said, Hey, you know, is there any general out of the blue advice that you'd give to a, um, you know, young man getting into the pastorate? And he just, I mean, immediately without hesitation, just said, just don't change. You've been, you've been taught under, under a man of God, Pastor Treber. And I'm, I'm so thankful for him and Golden State. Um, and he said, you know, what, what God has given you, don't, don't change it. And what you think, you know, this can be better. This can, th- th- this can work more. Um, cause it is very frustrating. And, uh, again, I, I don't like to dwell on that, you know, sure. um, as, as maybe people decide that, um, you know, if they're not in my life in our church, you know, if they're from afar, you know, whether it's on social media or whatever, you know, I'm not, I'm not wanting to fill my life with their drama and all them. And, right. you know, sometimes it's, Hey, do you see this person? Did you see that? And I'm like, what, what's that going to do for me? Right. Um, now, if they're in my church or in my family or a part of my life, someone I, you know, um, you know, I'm yoked up with, you will, then, 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 yeah, that does affect, um, maybe my life, but, um, you know, again, maybe there's more than not. Um, but I'd like to think there are a lot of people out there, you know, like yourself, Brother Russ, Pastor Montgomery, um, that are, that are doing right. that are doing good. And, uh, none of us have it all figured out, but I think that's a good place to be. Yeah, um, because then you got to look to God and say, okay, Lord, I'm not Moses. Um, how are you going to use a Joshua like me? Right. And, uh, you know, we serve the same God. And so, um, just thankful for that. And I would encourage anybody listening, um, you know, it's not to give into the pressure, not just of the world, but of Christians that are trying to change who God is mm-hmm. and, you know, what, what he wants for our society. Um, you know, who knows if, you know, how, how much we're living in the last days, but, um, you know, I hope that whenever the trumpet sounds that when the end of the story is written on my life, that it'd be said of me for my kids and those that were able to influence that, you know, he wasn't a perfect man and he had his flaws, but, um, he stuck to the Bible way, didn't compromise. He didn't give into pressure. Um, 
you know, my, my, my life versus Psalm 1914, let the words in my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, not mm-hmm. in the pastor and church across the street or, you know, on the other side of the country or that person I went to college with, um, but in thy sight. And I just, you know, hope that, um, you know, God, God continues to do a work. Um, it, it, it gets very bleak sometimes when you look out, but you know, there's always, there's always a remnant, you know, throughout scripture, right? God, for some reason, doesn't want to use the majority. And, uh, wouldn't it be nice if, it, you know, if we had scores of people around us and thousands around us that, you know, we're, we're in the same thing, but usually it's just a remnant. And, uh, so anyways, I, I just was thinking about that as you said it. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm very thankful for those who, um, have taken what was passed down. Um, when I graduated, what year did you graduate? Let's see. 13, 13, I think. Okay. So you did. Okay. So that was the year I graduated. So we got the baton. Yes. Um, Yes. Yeah. I I have that in my office and I think of that often, you know, this, this baton was passed down to me from somebody Mm -hmm. and I can either drop it. I can, you know, take it to a place that it's not supposed to be, or I can pass it on the way that it was passed on to me. And so, that's something that. Amen. Really, um, so. Amen. Well, and I'll, I'll, I'll tag that with this. It blessing talking to guys like you, AJ and others, especially those that have those really well-defined heroes and that, and almost in the relationship uh, fathers and uncles and all those guys that are, that, you know, were, that are that, um, cause I see so often, man, it irks me when the older generation, when the older generation changes because their sons and daughters change that, 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 that bothers me when, you know, they change. And then I don't know if because they think it's my son, he couldn't do anything wrong. He must be right. So we got to go that direction. I, I, Pastor Nichols doesn't strike me as one that it wouldn't matter what you did. AJ did. He's still doing what he's going to do and and do right. Um, But man, it makes it so much easier when AJ, Justin, you, Alicia, you know, all those folks are doing right. It makes it so much easier. um, You know, when the Joshua's aren't going off and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, um, it definitely helps. So I appreciate that. Well, this has been, I think we're sitting on, let me see here. 52 minutes or so that's not not too bad i appreciate the time uh-huh. very much so yeah. it's been mike mccurry live number 30 um you can find previous podcasts here on facebook youtube all the different type of stuff um maybe we'll have to get aj on here one of these one of these times and, and talk to him i don't know what we'll talk about um, we'll have a good time with it um but i i really do appreciate number one the stand you're taking what you're doing uh but you taking the time to to talk with us a little bit and i hope some some of you that are listening um you'll take just one small thing from what was said i, I didn't really say anything too wise but steven did so take take something that, uh, good from him and and listen and apply it to your life uh some familiar names i'm seeing that join the live stream so i appreciate all you guys that listened if you'll stick around for just a second steven i'll go ahead and sign off here michael mccurry live number 30 with steven becker stick around for the next one at some point in the near future how will it get to you You know, selfishly, and I've said this many times, but I do this podcast for me because of what I get out of it. But I'm always gratified to hear and pleasantly surprised to hear from folks that have told me it's a blessing to them as well. If if you are one of those people, thank you. I appreciate it. Tell a friend, share it with somebody, uh, post about it somewhere. I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Mike McCurry Live, number 30 with Stephen Becker.